Hi guys, welcome back to the Mission Empowered podcast with me, your host, Emily. Hope you're all having a gorgeous day so far. I really need to record that as like a intro so I don't have to say it every time because I, I would love to just play back the last 20 episodes. I guarantee I say that on every one. So maybe I'll try and spice it up for the next ones. I'll think of something like new jazzy intro to say. Anywho, welcome back. Hope you're all good. Um, I'm... <laughs> I don't know, there's like two sides of this coin. Are you feeling festive? Are you not feeling festive? I mean, I've seen on my Instagram people putting the Christmas trees up already. I'm not one of them, although I do love this time of year. Coming into what I call social season is literally one of, like, the favourite time of the year for me. Like, I love summer as well, but this time it's cosy. I feel like everyone is in, like, a happier mood. You know, there's loads of, like, little things on like new things that we go and do like craft fairs and Christmas markets and it's all gorgeous but it can be a bit of a stressy time of year for people as well and if you're listening to this it's because you want the knowledge bombs of how to sail through this time of year enjoying it you're obviously a social gal like I am that's why you're listening without going backwards because something that I use a lot of my clients is they always stress about this time of year, especially if they've worked with me for the majority of the year. They're like, shit, I'm, I'm really nervous about, you know, coming into November, December. I had one of my clients messaged me yesterday saying, I've got something on every weekend up until the run of December. I'm like, chill, it's fine. You've never worked with me. You've never had my advice over this time of year. And listen, it can be done. Okay, so what we're going to go through today is getting you through social season. Okay, so if you want to carry on moving forward to making progress, great. But also, it might be a time of year where you've worked really hard this year, you've got great results and you just want to maintain them and you don't want to go backwards because I've seen people or spoken to people come January and they're like, I, you know, had lost two stone through the months of November and December, I put a stone back on. That, that is honestly easily done. If you are not informed of what we're going to go through today and you are not prepared, like ramping up your social occasions, and we all know when the celebrations boxes come out at Christmas, or not even Christmas, the 1st of December, it's fucking game over. Like th- this is something I've lived lived and breathed for, for years. Is that when I used to live at my mum's, and I'm not even joking, we probably got through about four celebration boxes before Christmas Day was even done because they are so easy when they are just out in your eye line. I'll just have one. I'll just have one. So for me now, I have to put a limit on it as much as I want to even shop on Sunday. I went past them with Ollie and I was like, oh, it's Christmas. He was like, no. And I was like, no, you're right. Yeah, because they'll be gone by Sunday. So I have to put a cap on myself. So girls, listen, I know it, it can be stressful, but Let's go through today. We've got three things we're going to talk about first, and then we're going to literally dive into when you have got social occasions, what you need to do before them, after them, to get through them, and to literally keep the results you've worked too hard for, or also just not to be an extra stone heavier come January. So let's go. Okay, so biggest thing from now up until New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, whatever, okay, is being planned and being organised shock horror because you've heard me say that before but being planned and being organized is key to then planning ahead to reverse engineering okay I've got that in two weeks like I you know I can I can keep going on my habits and stuff like that or I can say no to one social occasion I've got a really good one in two weeks so my advice is get a pen and paper or notes in your phone 
And again, this is something I've done with all of my clients, myself included, with my coach. I have sent him over, listen, these are my weekends in the run-up to Christmas. Luckily for me this year, I think it's the least social I've been, but that's only because I feel like I'm turning into a little bit of a, not a hobbit, hermit, hobbit, (laughs) turning into a bit of a hermit of like, you know, I just want to stay and watch Christmas films. So I've, I've kept some weekends free, but they're still pretty busy. Every other weekend in the run up for me. So write out your social occasions. Now, once you've written out your social occasions, and again, in the weekdays and over weekends, there's one thing that we can do here where we look at what we call like our priorities and then our compromise social occasions, okay? Because the bottom line is, in case you were thinking this episode was me telling you how to eat out and get pissed three times so you can still get results, it's not. And I'm sure you weren't expecting that. But the bottom line is we cannot, in the run-up to Christmas, eat and drink out two, three times a week, not giving a shit about calories, you know, not doing our steps, not doing all this and expect to make progress or even expect to not see, you know, our, our physique change slightly. Like, if we go all in and press that fucking button on every social occasions, you're not sick. You know what's going to happen. We are going to go backwards, okay? But... When we go back to that point that I just said of looking at our social occasions, we've got them in a list and we go, right, priority, I can compromise on them, okay? So that means when you look at your priorities, okay, do you know what? I'm just going to use me for an example, okay? I've got things in the diary that are more like, you know, they're not big things, they're more catch-ups. So I'm like, right, I'm going to compromise on them. And I know I can be goal-driven at them, but my priorities are the ones where I am like, booking my hair, booking my makeup, got a gorgeous outfit to wear, you know, the ones I'm really excited about, they're my priorities. And you know what? When you look at the list of things, I bet there is only about two or three of them in the next, what is it, like eight weeks till Christmas. And there's probably, you know, a a handful that you can go, right, they're the ones I'm going to go full pelt on, okay? By doing that and then looking at the other ones, such as your work Christmas lunches, um, or, you know, meeting up with school friends or friends that, you, you know, you just meet up with every Christmas and you're not really that bothered by, but you have to go because it's like, you know, tradition. They're the ones that you can compromise on versus what you've probably done every other year. It's gone, oh, I'm seeing, I'm say school friends because that's normally what it is. I'm seeing my school friends, so that'll just be another, you know, I'll just have a bottle of wine, we're going for a curry or whatever. Like, you're not really that bothered, but you'll just succumb to it, succumb to it anyway. Or your work's Christmas lunch, we all know they're normally a little bit shit. Three courses. It's like pate, a roasting, and a Christmas pudding. You just eat it all anyway and you're there. And then you feel even more deflated because people you work with annoy you and you didn't even like the food, but you ate it anyway. Whereas that's what you've always done. And actually, when we have the priorities that we go big on, the priority events, then we have the compromise events, but also we go big on them as well. That's the problem. That's what we've done in the past. That's a problem where if you can go, right, I've got these handful of priority events, which I am going to go big on, but the smaller events and I know, I know if I thought about it, I could be accountable, I could handle, they're going to be goal driven. Trust me, you're going to be fine. So like I said, planning ahead, you put your big rocks in, you put your big rocks in with your priority events and then you've got your compromising events. Okay. We're going to come back to how to handle each of them separately in a second. But now we're going to move on. So the first thing we're going to do is plan ahead and get our social occasions written down in our diary. 
And also, if you haven't listened to last week's episode about setting boundaries, go listen to that. Because when I remember when I just said I'm like the most social person ever around Christmas, but this year I'm not. I've really set my boundaries. And people have said, when are you free? I'm like, January, when are you free? And don't be afraid to do that. That's a whole other episode. Go listen to that one from last week. The next point that we're going to focus on is mindset around these social occasions. This is a really, really big one. Because, again, being social, I think a lot of people connect that to food and drink, alcohol, eating out, bougie, yeah? Loads of drinking, Prosecco shots, that's being social. It's not. And the number one advice when it comes to mindset and socialising, not even just around Christmas, is disconnecting that marriage of socialising equals alcohol, food and drink, okay? We need to break them. They're getting a divorce, okay? It's cute. They're getting a divorce, okay? Socialising is about being with friends, with family, making memories, having fun, new experiences. It is not just about food and drink. Now, I'm not saying there isn't a little compartment in our socialising drawer that is have nice food, have nice drink, but the problem we have as a society is that it's not a it's not a compartment, it's the whole fucking shebang. Is that socializing equals getting pissed eating out. Okay? So we need to break that barrier. And when you think about social occasions coming into coming into uh, the festive season, it's actually knowing that you have the power to go. I can go to that social occasion and have a nice time and it doesn't have to be about the drink and it isn't about the food. I can literally just rock up. I can drive and I can be like, okay, yeah, cool. Like, you know, I can have a nice time and then come home and actually, oh my God, I haven't blundered my diet. I haven't eaten 20,000 calories. Like I just went and had a nice time and still, and, and I'm fine. That, and that might, for some of us, that might be like, yeah, well, dear. I reckon for 80% of us listening to this, people are like, shit, I definitely marry social and eating out and drinking together and I've never even thought of it like that do you know why I know that because guess who used to be like that me I used to be that person that socializing meant drinking or food or you know both okay and it would never occur to me to just drive or go and have a nice time over the past few years I've definitely built up that that autonomy to be able to go to occasions have a boss time come home and not be phased by it and that's also like the power that I try and give my clients now and you guys as well is that breaking that barrier is definitely a really powerful thing a powerful skill that we can work on and guess what if you tell yourself let's just do a side note of reality here you've got a social occasion let's say it's a work night out okay you're not that bothered because they're not like friend friends, they're work friends, okay, or it's a business event or something. And they're putting on free booze and free food. Okay. You don't you're not really that bothered about going, but you gotta go because you gotta save face, you gotta do it for work. You going to that and having free food and free booze is not doing anything for you. Like from one point of view, it's not doing anything from your goals, and from the other point of view, it's not gonna make you feel better afterwards okay but what you have to do in that situation is you have to give yourself a moment of pause and a moment of power because you have to say to yourself okay I know that I've got this instant gratification this instant gratification is free food and booze woohoo 
versus the long-term gratification. And this is where the pause and the power comes in. Long-term gratification is pausing and going, right, okay, I know I've got free food and free booze, but actually, am I going to wake up tomorrow and go, oh my God, I am so glad I went in all on the all on the free Prosecco that was, you know, actually Lambrini and went in on all the food that actually was Iceland frozen? Probably not. And am I going to feel better next week at the my priority social occasion because I said no to this work what to this free food and free booze at this work one I wasn't really bothered about okay which one which which decision is gonna make me feel better is it the instant gratification of free food free booze or is it the long-term gratification of actually saying no I'm gonna stick to my boundaries and I'm all good we know it's the long-term gratification and the mindset of, like I just said, about pause and power. Sorry, lost my train for them. The long-term gratification of pause and power is the pause of giving yourself that one minute to just think, what do I want to do here? And the power is reminding you that you have the power to make that decision, whichever one it is. Okay, so on the mindset side of things then, the biggest thing is disconnecting from socialising equals food and drink. It absolutely does not. It, and, and you know what? It only takes one time. Genuinely, girls, it takes one time to prove this. It takes one event for you to show up, be sober, or, you know, not go ham on the buffet. And you come away and go, God, I kept some real willpower then, some real discipline, and I'm really proud of myself. It and I still had a nice time. It takes one time for that to sink in that you can do it. And, and I'm really hot on that because I because like I said before, I was that person that, that wouldn't even cross my mind. I would be the person be like, this will be shit if I can't drink. This'll be, you know, crap if I can't eat the three courses and I have to have one. You know, I used to be that person and trust me when I say it's not, it is way more rewarding having the power to be in line with your goals and your decisions and say no. And still go and have a great time because trust me, you will. If you don't go have an, if you don't go and have a great time and you're stressed about alcohol, I think we've got like a different problem on our hands. Um, but go prove to yourself that you can do it, and I promise you, the payoff is is definitely definitely worth it. And then the last bit, like I said, on that, on the mindset, is that instant gratification versus long term gratification. And this is probably going to be the hardest point that you're going to come up against. Is that when we're in the moment, again, another episode I'm going to get you to go listen to is uh, the self-sabotage voice episode. It's quite a short one, really, but this is, I talk in there about instant gratification, long-term gratification, one more detail. You're going to be put in situations where people are literally fucking waving mince pies in your face <laughs> or giving you, you know, like I said, free free drinks is a really common one. And in the, in that moment you are going to have to have that power to say, right, like, you know, and feel it. You can feel like instantly, yes, I want to have that bottle of Prosecco, but know that long-term, the pause and the power is going to be, tomorrow I want to wake up and wish I'd not done that. Next week, when I've got my big social occasion, I've got that really special dress that's a little bit tight. I want to put that on knowing I'm so glad I said no last weekend. That long-term gratification is going to carry you through. And as I as I always like to do on these, I'm going to tie that into point one of having your priorities and then having the ones that you compromise on. We're not taking them off the table. We're getting you to make your choices 
that are going to drive you forward. So we're getting you to be like saying no to one thing because you're saying yes to something else. Okay. All right. So next one on our list then about hacking social occasions. So we've covered planning ahead. We've covered the mindset around it. We now are covering prioritizing the basics. I went to show boring then. It's not boring, but I do sound like a broken record. Okay. There is nothing ever, ever fucking fancy about like fat loss maintaining results managing social occasions um it, they just it you know a lot of it just ties in god i've not really sold this episode very well have i but you hear yeah, you listen to me prioritize the basics okay because something that normally goes out the window over social season is that all year you have been getting up doing your steps drinking your water focusing on whole foods getting your workout in for some fucking reason, eight weeks before Christmas, people are cancelling gym memberships. They're replacing water with wine. They're not bothered about getting the steps in. I'm like, hello. Like, if you are thinking about this logically, right? All of that stuff. So water, steps, protein, workouts, okay? It's all really good for our health, okay? The things that aren't so good for health are drinking alcohol, really rich food, not moving as much, being really busy with social occasions, stressing things out. Why are we replacing healthy habits with unhealthy habits? It does not make sense, okay? But it's super common. So honestly, even even if you are going to ignore everything I've just said about like the social occasions, the mindset, please don't ignore this. If you are going to go ham all on your social occasions, if you have got social occasions up to your eyeballs, and you just want to go all in, that's your prerogative, but do me a favor, please still stick to the healthy habits, and add that on top, because again, at least you're doing yourself a favor, this is why so many people run into January, well, that was funny, because they definitely don't run into January, but people wobble into January, feeling so much worse than they did before Christmas, and it's not just because the pants have gone a bit tighter, it's because they've dropped out the healthy habits, they've dropped the walk and they've dropped the water, they've skipped the gym, like, there's a saying that I said to my clients, and I've got it written down here, dropping the basics over social season is more detrimental to your health and to your goals than the actual social occasions, like, genuinely, and like I've just said, but for some reason, this is what I've seen years and years and years, or years on years, is that when, when we get to this time of year, people, in the most basic way, fuck it off. And I'm like, why? Like, really, why? Okay, so let's get into what, what basics we should be focusing on. So number one, the easiest one, chin chin honey, is, is three to four litres of water a day. Now, normally you might hear me say, guys, aim for two to three litres of water, it's a really good basic habit. But what we have to take into account now is that over social season, what ramps up alcohol intake or even sometimes not alcohol intake, but, you know, just what's a party drink? You know, like fizzy pop. I don't fucking know. Normally alcohol isn't that to be real. Like normally alcohol intake, or, or you know, increases. Rich food increases. OK. And what do we need to do to help our body rid of like rich foods and alcohol we need to hydrate so we want to be hydrating that little bit more than we were before to help counteract that okay so number one do not give up on your water if there's anything that you carry through social season please make sure it's your water we all know the benefits of hydration on our health on our mental health on our physical health on our sleep on our digestion okay i haven't even talked about fat loss and muscle growth there but 
hydration don't drop it out keep it in the next one is your steps okay and i know what people are going to say and it's cold you know it's raining yeah well you know you have probably lived in england longer than a year you probably do know that go and invest in a coat go and invest in some waterproof shoes like dropping our steps again let's look at this from a uh, maintaining results point of view over the Christmas period and not banging on a, po- a stone before January. If our calorie intake goes up slightly, okay, so we've got our baseline. If our calorie intake goes up slightly and our calorie expenditure, aka our steps, drop down slightly, what does that put us in? Well, that puts us in more of a calorie surplus than we were before. So even if you keep your steps up, nice and high, but your calorie intake goes up a little bit, you're still going to be better off than calorie intake going up and steps going down because you're creating a a bigger gap between your calories in versus calories out, which is going to equate to weight gain. So again, it it makes no sense to me when people say, I'll track my steps in January. (laughs) You're already doing it. Keep doing it. Add your little chocolates on, add your little mince pies on, but don't drop your steps as well. Don't put yourself up. Oh, I had to say two little things to say up there. Double-edged sword and up shit creek. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. Don't put yourself in a worse-off position from a habit that you're already doing. It makes no sense. So water, steps, protein. So I really want you to keep your protein in um, as much as possible, okay? And again... Being surrounded at Christmas time, what are we surrounded by? Well, nice food, rich food, pâtés, crisps, chocolate. You know, I love all of that as well. But also, I know how easy that is to consume, okay? It's fast carbs. It's tantalizing on our taste buds. And if we don't hit our protein, girls, we're just going to end up massively overeating on that. So here's what I want you to do. Still hit your protein okay, still hit your protein, and just have them little bits on, you know, on top of it, here's a little side note that actually I didn't mention at the very beginning of this episode that I definitely should have, love a side note, love a halfway interjection, I always do this, coming into social season, this should have been the opener really, it's probably not going to be about fat loss, maybe now, for the next few weeks, it can still be, but coming to mid-December, for them last two, three weeks of December, don't, you know, if you are super social, please do not set your expectations on fat loss. Set yourself the expectation of not doing what you've done every single year before, which is put a stone on, put half a stone on, okay? Set your expectation as, do you know what? I'm going to coast. I want to get through the next three weeks at maintenance. Then I'll smash it in January. That's a win, okay? Don't set your expectation as, I want to lose weight up until Christmas Day, because you're probably not going to, because you listen to this, it means you're social, okay, if you've got no plans, and you're not that arse, go for it, but this is for my social girls, who are in my boat, and you know, we want to maintain where we're at, and not go backwards, that's what I want to say, so, side note, I wish I could edit these, I put that at the beginning, but I can't, so, Basics then, protein, as I said, keeping your protein up, girls, and being mindful around it, okay? If you've been doing this again all year, there'll be days where you're probably not going to track, but you're not soft. You know what protein is in. It's in your lean meats, your yogurts. You know, if you've got a buffet 
in lunch at work make sure you have a high protein breakfast maybe have a quick protein shake before the buffet it's going to stop you overeating on them fatty sugary junk foods which are going to have you craving for more therefore eating more okay having your protein is going to help stabilize and stop you overeating so don't drop your protein protein also helps um with when we're drinking alcohol stops us getting us pissed which is always a good one, especially if you're a lightweight like me. Stops us getting us, stops us getting that piss. Helps with our hangover. Helps with the um the munchies because alcohol drops our blood sugar levels. Protein helps stabilize them, so it's going to help you there. Okay, and your workouts again. This sort of goes without saying with the steps as well. It's really easy to sacrifice workout for social occasions, um. And so I think I'm going to give you a bit of real advice rather than sort of generic advice. Like the top tier advice would be keep them in, girls, prioritize them purely for the fact that if you give up on workouts, again, we're, we're creating that bigger calorie gap. So, so we're putting ourselves in a position where we are going to, you know, be in a bigger surplus. And if we were still working out, therefore leading to fat gain, which is what we don't want. Okay. The second. The second thing is, is giving up on your workouts now is only going to make you feel shit come January. You're going to feel it in your fitness. You're going to feel it in your body. You're going to feel sluggish. You're going to feel like you've got a huge step to climb come January. So let's say you're doing five workouts a week now. Set yourself a non-negotiable of the actually, you know, if my social occasions ramp up, I'm going to give myself a non-negotiable of three workouts a week. Okay. That would be my absolute limit of not working out like again for me i would be dropping my workouts because if i'm gonna eat a little bit more them calories i'm sending straight to my ass i am going in that gym and i am pushing on my weights and being like let's get strong let's put them to use and that is like my top tier advice is don't drop your sessions out because remember we don't train for fat loss we train for shape change for muscle change for strength for confidence eating more is only going to make you feel way better trust me on your workouts Okay, so don't drop your workouts out. If there are some point in the next few weeks where you've, you know, due to childcare or work or whatever, that you've got to drop a session out, try your best to move it. Or if not, say, right, well, this week I'm going to be okay with doing three sessions, but I'm going to make sure them three sessions I'm giving 110% to. I think that's probably the most realistic rather than saying, like, try and do five sessions every single week and you're like, oh my God, I've got social occasions coming out my ears. Like, again, it's coasting season. Well, not season. I don't really like saying that. But not now anyway. A few weeks time, December. Can have December to coast. But right now we should still be cracking on as normal as possible. Okay. And like I said before, just want to end the, the prioritizing the basics on this. Like dropping the basics is going to be way more detrimental to your health, your mental health. But most importantly, like your results more than the social occasion itself. That is is the problem that people do and i'm, I'm gonna take this away from social season and put it into a regular weekend when you go out on a saturday night and you have drinks and you have a meal out that's not really the issue the issue is on the saturday day you don't do anything in the morning no movement you don't really eat breakfast and then you overeat when you go out then you get pissed on the sunday you don't do any steps you eat chippies you eat mackies you eat shit you eat chris that is the fucking problem Okay, so if that's one weekend, don't let that turn into six weeks in social season. Do not drop the basics, keep the basics in, add the other stuff on. Now, that being said, we're going to break down how to hack our social occasions 
quite a long one this episode today. Where are we at? 27. Okay. I'll try and keep it snappy. So, remember guys, at the beginning of this episode, I explained about having your big rocks, which are your priority social occasions, and your small stones, which are your compromisable. Not a word. Compromisable. Compromising. Hmm. We've got the small stones, which are our compromising events. Fucking hate it when I can't think of a word. Okay, so... When we are coming to the big social occasions, you see me checking my notes here, anyone watching on video, everyone else just thought I was taking a big deep breath. When we are talking about our big social occasions, okay, the first thing that I always recommend to do the morning of is get up and get as many as your steps in as possibly, as as you possibly can. So for me, if I've got a night out, I always do like 50% of my steps, well, a bit more normally. I normally try and do between six and 8,000 steps first thing in the morning. Anyone who follows me on Instagram or, or you listen to this on the reg will already know I do like three or 4,000 steps every morning. Anyway, when I've got a bigger social occasion, I know I'm going to be a bit busy in the day. I always make sure I get my steps in. Number one, it's it's... It's, you know, it's getting you moving. It's doing your movement for the day. And it's and number two, it's like a motivational tick in the box. It's so easy to do that by the time that you've done that, you come back and you feel motivated to do the next thing, okay? If you're in fat loss or you're trying to maintain fat loss or trying to get a bit of fat loss, again, doing 8K steps or 6 to 8K steps in the morning, okay, it might be over an hour walk, get over it, get up early, you're going on a night out, be excited. But... When you get up and do that, you are also creating a bigger calorie expenditure for the rest of the day as well. So it's getting a tick in loads of boxes. Movement, a bigger calorie gap for calorie expenditure. And also it's nice and motivating to know that by nine o'clock in the morning, you could have done like 8K steps, okay? So that's the first one is get your steps in. And or if you've got a workout due that day, Make sure you get that done. I do always say, though, if you've got a busy social weekend, try and front load your workouts so on that day you're not stressed about doing it. The next thing is hitting your protein. Hit your protein the day that you are going out, especially if you're just going out drinking. As I said before, protein, alcohol is like pure necky vibes when it comes to like muscle building and fat loss, okay? So, what, when we talk about protein and hitting our protein and how we should hit our protein in, you know, 30 grams at a time, this is to simulate something called protein synthesis, which is the body's way of turning over muscle, uh, lean muscle tissue to build it. Alcohol is better at breaking muscle tissue down than we are at building it up. Annoying. So the worst thing that we want to do is not hit our protein and then go and get bevies, okay? Also not to mention alcohol affecting our sleep which then affects our hunger hormones which then makes us eat more makes us feel tired demotivates us i am not against alcohol obviously but this is why i'm saying about be selective with it okay being selective with these big events and then the smaller ones and don't just go all in getting pissed out of all of them because trust me yes by january you'll feel fucking terrible um so hitting your protein on the day of if you are going out if you are if you are going out for dinner and you're like how how should I hack this you know don't do what I used to do which is 
try and do nil by mouth all day. When I say used to, I'm not talking about like the last month, I mean like years ago. I used to be like, well, I'll just eat as little as possible. Surely that's the best thing. The fucking worst thing you can do because you, you go to the restaurant, you eat all the bread baskets that's meant to be for six people and you eat it to yourself. And then you're just overeating on ordering and then you're also drinking. And then by the end the meal comes, you're like, oh my God, I feel awful, feel terrible. Yeah, it's just not good. So the day that you're going out, if you're going out for a meal, have go for high protein, but lower calorie. For example, fruit and yogurt for breakfast. And then for your lunch, it might be like an omelette or, you know, a chicken salad, something like that. So you're keeping that volume there, you're keeping that protein there, but also you're keeping calories back for that meal out as well. Okay, so steps, workouts, hit your protein. The next one is planning your next day. Oh my gosh. So the day before you go on this social occasion or even the the morning of the social occasion, plan out what you're going to eat the following day. When you are feeling a little bit hungover, when you're feeling a little bit tender, when you're, you know, feeling a bit emotional sometimes people do don't they and you need that bit of comfort food if you plan out the next day with your food with your movement with getting up getting a shower put something in the dive it's gonna make you get up trust me this is probably the biggest thing when it comes to drinking alcohol not necessarily meals out because we normally be okay but especially if we're drinking alcohol planning out our next day is the biggest game changer because if we don't plan out the next day Remember what I just said about the effect of alcohol? Demotivates us, okay? It, it makes us poor at making decisions because we're just like, oh, I'm hungry. I'm, I'm tired, you know? We make worse choices than if we weren't. But if we have planned out our day for the next day, including getting up, going for a shower, going for a walk, planning our food, when you're tired and demotivated, past you has already done it for you. So you don't have to worry about making them decisions. They're already there. They're already done. And again, like I said before, the social occasion isn't normally what impacts us. It's normally the actions that we do around it or following it. So for example, let's say you did go out with the girls on the Saturday night and you drank Prosecco and you had three shots of tequila rose. Not me. Um, but let's say you did that and you felt a bit tense the day after. Okay, I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> I got so into my Prosecco and Tequila Rose, I then just lost train of thought. Okay, so let's say you did do that. No, guys, honestly, I cannot believe that. What a shocker. I need to pause and rewind because I've got no idea where that was going. Right, now it's come back to me. Are we all still with me? I'm sorry. Oh, I feel like I've gone all flushed as well. So I was saying, it's not the social occasion. Fucking hell. It's not the social occasion itself. It's the after. We're in the room. You've had Prosecco. You've had Tequila Rose. I think I need to Prosecco now. You've had to Prosecco. You've had Tequila Rose. The next day you wake up, you're feeling a bit rough. You've not planned anything. You just, you know, intuitively eat, and shall we say. So you get up and you have some toast and butter for your breakfast with a bit of jam on because you're like, oh, I need something. I feel like I'm going to be sick, you know. We've all been there. That doesn't really hit the spot. So you're like, right, okay, there's nothing in the house. Shit, I'm just going to nip the co-op. So you go to the co-op. You're not picking up a fruit salad or, you know, a, a tin of tuna to make a tuna salad. You're going in on the crisps because all you're thinking is, 
oh, I'm hungover, I need this food, like I want comfort food. So you pick up the crisps, you walk past Sayers or whatever it's called, you get yourself a pasty or a sandwich or something, okay? You go home, you eat it, guess what? You still feel like shit because you've not only racked up a load of junk calories, you're all feeling a bit hungover, hungover you sleep deprived, but now you've put a lot of stodge in your system that's not making you feel better anyway, okay? You then sit on the couch for the rest of the afternoon. You didn't even bother putting your step count on because you've only done 800 steps to the shop and back. And now oh, you did also pick up like a two-litre bottle of Fanta. So you just chin that. So let's look at the night before. The night before, you had your Prosecco, 600 calories a bottle. Go, girl. I've got no idea how many are in tequila rosé, but let's say there's like 150 calories in a shot. So that's, really, that's 900 calories you racked up. But you were on the dance floor all night. Um, so you burnt off like, I don't know, 1,000 calories doing that. So actually, that wasn't that bad. The day after, you didn't move. You've had your you toast and your butter, I don't know, 500 calories. Then you've had your sayers, 500 calories. Then you've had your, your multi-share bag of crisps, another 500. Like, the list goes on and you've not moved. And you've not drank water. Which situation is more detrimental? It's the day after. Felt like I went around the house on that, but I hope you enjoyed that story. This is my point, okay? Don't stress yourself out about the social occasion. Plan your day after to, what's the word? Like, balance it out. But not just to balance out from a calorie point of view, from balance out to make you feel better. You get up in the morning, you have a shower, you go out for fresh air, you've already planned your food, so you know that you're having that pizza because you planned it and you made it work on your calories. You know that you're having a bacon and sausage sandwich that, okay, is like 500, 600 calories, but it's also 40 grams of protein. So by planning it out and helping yourself out, you can still work around what you want on a hangover, but you're also sticking to the plan. Yeah, I'm going to think about it. Yeah, I'm going to walk to shop because it's done. Okay, so plan your food out, get your, get, get up, shower, get up, get showered, go for a walk, like do all the stuff that's good for you that's going to make you feel better and then get an early night. Trust me, you will feel so much better on the Monday because on that Monday, after having a big social occasion and eating shit on the Sunday, I don't know about you, but I've had a few of them in my time and I I get food hangover. I'm not even hungover. I'm hungover from the food that I've eaten. Um, so that's why now, like I, I don't eat chippies or anything like that on a hangover, not because I'm like, you know, angel, because it literally makes me feel like shit. So I'm always like, Ollie hates it, obviously. I'm like, right, we're going to have this big chicken salad with tomato pasta, homemade tomato pasta. And he's like, oh, come on, not just going to salt and pepper box. <laughs> no. Um, so that's the big social occasions. In short, let's just look at the compromising ones. God, I have rambled on for this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. Maybe I should have done it in two parts. Okay, so last little bit then, girls. And we're going to take some of what we said no, we're not. We're not going to take anything from what I've just said. This is totally different. We've done the big social occasions. We're now on to the compromised social occasions. So the compromised social occasions are the smaller ones. Like I said, about people that you're not that bothered about seeing that sounds harsh, but you know what I mean. The work events, the things that you can say no to, but in the past, you've just gone all in on for the sake of it because it's Christmas. So we're not going to do that. Okay. And as I said earlier on in the podcast, the little smaller ones that we can compromise on versus the big three, four ones, it's them little smaller ones added together that will undo your progress. Now, even if that's all we changed this year is that we we compromise on these smaller goals, on these smaller events, sorry, 
it's going to make a difference. Okay, so three points I want to make on this. When you have picked your compromising events, you say, actually, I'm going to stay goal-driven, health-driven, how I want to feel. Once you've picked it, own it. Own that shit. Don't waver on it. Okay? So by that, I mean, if you're choosing to go to an event and you're not drinking, drive. That's the easiest way to take out the, the temptation of drinking. But also, just own it. And if people say, are you drinking? And just, just say no. Don't say, no, I really want to, but I'm not. Like, you don't. You want to on the instant gratification, but you've already felt about, thought about future you and you want to say no. So just say, no, I'm not drinking. Simple as that. If you're going out for a meal, but it's three courses and it's goal-driven, pick ahead what you want off the menu. So it might be, rather than the pate that you normally love and get at every meal, you choose the soup. Normally, you get the Christmas dinner, but actually they've got an option of like fish and potatoes. So you go for that instead. Okay, and actually you decide before you go, rather than having a cheese board off the dessert menu, I'm just going to ask them for a coffee. Goal driven, own it. Okay, and once you make that decision, tell yourself over and over again before you go, I'm not drinking. I've picked what I'm having. I'm still going to go and have a nice time. The only person that will absolutely sabotage this is going to be you. If you believe in it and if you own it, trust me, you will go. You will have a nice time. And the best thing, the best way to do this, guys, actually, is if you've got these little small compromising events and then in a few weeks' time you've got that big priority event, just say to yourself, I'm saying no to this because I'm saying hell yes to my big event that I've got in two weeks, okay? That's what I want you to think, that saying no to these smaller ones is saying yes to the bigger ones. People will try and sway you. Like I just said, come on, it's Christmas. Fucking boring. Okay, so... People will try and say and, and say that to you, like, oh, come on, just have one, it's Christmas. You don't need to be on a diet Christmas, do it in January. All of this stuff that sets us up to fail. But what you have to remember is that there's two, two reasons people say this, okay? Number one, people are going to say it because they're not you. They're, they don't care about your goals in the nicest way possible. They don't. So, of course, they're going to say it because they're going to think they're making you feel better. But actually, all you need to say is, honestly, please don't ask me again. Like, I'm good. I know I could have a drink, but I'm fine. That's it. No is a full sentence. That's off last week's episode. Listen to the boundaries episode last week. That was a good one. But people will try and sway you, like I said, to remember to set your boundaries and they're your goals. And they don't understand that. And they don't have to understand that. So that's fine. The second reason, and this one's a bit more powerful especially around Christmas, especially around people who've tried and failed to lose weight in the, in the year, is that when people have tried and failed and they see Christmas and they see this opportunity that actually they don't need to be on a diet, thank God, because they've been terrible at it all year and they can just go in on it. And it's like, you know, I say a relaxing time, but it's not. It's just like a band-aid over the real problems. They will get you to try and Eat more, drink more, be involved because you saying no and sticking to your guns and sticking to your goals, trust me, was going to be making them feel 10 times worse. And that is something you've got to think of. And again, whenever we're saying no or explaining to people that why we're doing what we're doing, not that we ever should have to, but we do, just remember that them two reasons. One, they'll be trying to get you better. They don't understand your goals. But two is the crab effect. So the crab effect is literally what I've just covered. Two crabs in a bowl. 
is it the crab effect or the crab theory something two crabs in a bowl one of the crabs starts to get up to the side the crab that sees the crab doing that goes up and pulls it back down crab theory crab crab effect crab effect google it but that's what people will do people will crab affect you is they don't want you to see and do they don't want you to see they don't want to see you doing well because it's making them feel worse and this christmas time is a prime time for that okay so remember that but ultimately remember your goals your choice your your actions own it and the last one then so we've covered like i said the compromise ones are a bit easy you don't need to necessarily plan the day after you don't need to you know smash it day before because you're just going to this event being goal driven everything else stays the same but the last one is this to, to i don't want anybody to succumb to the all or nothing mindset so if you are going to a social occasion keep this point in mind the two drinks two drinks plus is where we start is where things start to affect us okay it's where our sleep starts to get impaired it's where our motivation starts to get impaired our hunger levels you know it just tips us over the edge so if you go to an occasion and you're like i'm not drinking i'm not drinking but then you really want a glass of prosecco i always use prosecco or half a lager whatever your tipple is you really want one and you think i know i could just have one then have one but do not think after oh fuck it i might as well have seven more no just remember the two drink rule the two drinks after that things are going to start to be affected that you don't want to be affected because you made that choice that this was your compromise event and that next week you've got your big event where you can have your seven gins or how many you want so don't 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 get pulled into the all or nothing mindset you go to an event and you weren't meant to have a dessert and you at half one it's not the fucking end of the world okay but the biggest thing you can work on with these compromising events is time is you know looking ahead at that list that we built at the beginning of this episode and picking going through a highlighter this is a priority this is a priority this is a compromise this is a compromise and remember the first compromise event that you go to it might be a little bit tricky it might be a little bit harder the second one will be easier saying no gets easier setting your boundaries gets easier with time and with practice and this year this social season is going to be the year that you prove yourself that you can change that you can do it and everything you've worked hard for this year isn't going anywhere come january because you're going to implement this episode okay i went to say in a nutshell but it was a pretty hefty nutshell today guys thank you so much for listening i really hope this episode has been helpful share it to your friends obviously you know come back to it if you need it and if you did enjoy it please give me a rating on spotify it does really really mean the world to me or um share it on your socials so i can see that you've enjoyed it any questions drop me a message on insta at underscore em.powered and um, i would say merry christmas it's a bit too soon i'll see you next time love you bye